Welcome to an election edition of Perspectives. I'm Joan Herman. On today's show, I interview the two candidates vying for a seat on the Clatsop Community College Board of Directors, Andrea Mazzarella and Sarah Meyer. It is the only contested race among the five college board positions open in the May 21st election. Incumbents Karen Burke and Ann Tiford Cantor are both running unopposed, while no candidates have filed to run for the positions being vacated by Tessa James Scheller and Esther Moberg. My first guest, Andrea Mazzarella, was originally appointed to the board last year. The election will decide who will complete the remaining two years of former board member Patrick Wingard's term. The native historian is a licensed realtor and co-owner of the Odd Fellows Building in downtown Astoria. She also chairs the board of the Astoria Arts and Movement Center, which is housed within the building. The Astoria High School graduate holds a two-year degree in massage therapy from Lane Community College in Eugene. Welcome to the studio, Andrea. Hi, thanks, Joan. Thanks for having me. Tell me why you are running for the college board, Andrea. I'm running for the college board because I believe in the importance of education within our community. And since I've been serving for the last 15 months, I feel like I've dedicated my time and energy into learning about the systems in the board there, um, doing policy review in preparation for the current upcoming accreditation um, interview process. And so I feel invested. I want to, we have a couple of exciting projects that we're right in the middle of, and I'd like to see them through. What are those projects? One exciting project is the purchase of the Mertz campus that we're in the midst of and the, the potential expansion of the services and programs offered at that campus. And explain what Mertz is, what they do there. Mertz is offering uh, maritime sciences and engineering programs right now. They also hope to expand into um, various environmental science studying programs. They do a lot of training for um, folks that do the, the river pilot boat stuff. It's a science I'm not very familiar with. <laughs> well, that certainly sounds like it's right up our community's alley, Yeah, uh, being located where we are. And you mentioned another project? Well, we've been going through the policy review, like I mentioned, for, for the, the accreditation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'd like to and I'd like to see that through as well. And, and there's just been a lot of other sort of um, small things here and there talk about, you know, the, the Performing Arts Center, possibly sale happening and kind of wanting to see th that process and and be a part of the decisions that that are made. I know that many community members feel very passionately that the Performing Arts Center needs to remain in our community as a Performing Arts Center. What's your position on that? I agree. I agree with that, definitely. The first time I actually went to a college board meeting before I was a board member uh, was when a previous developer had made a proposal to to purchase the build yes. that building and that was what sparked my interest and so I showed up and spoke at that meeting um, because I do feel passionately about the performing arts and this particular building remaining um, of use to the community so I hope that that's the outcome. What do you see as the most pressing issues facing the college? I think our biggest issue is funding the state funding um, budget they're they're working on right now and uh, we're about to start our budget committee meetings this evening. <laughs> so I think really, you know, the state continues to um, 
neglect the needs to fund the public schools and, and community colleges, in my opinion. And so figuring out a way to make ends meet to expand the programs that we need to expand without rolling the costs into higher tuition for students is a big and challenge. Last, last I heard from a faculty member, Governor Kate Brown's budget would have cut community college budgets by about 5%. Mm-hmm. I think I did see that too. And, you know, on the surface, that doesn't sound like that much. But how would that affect Clatsop if that were to happen? Well, we're hoping to um, balance the budget out so that hopefully it wouldn't have many negative effects. I mean, it, there there's definitely programs we'd like to expand and we're just going to have to pull back and slow down and sort of s- stay in a sustainable mindset when, we, when we'd like to continue to grow. And as a board... Um, how do you decide which programs do get scaled back and which are expanded? You know, the board doesn't really get to decide that as much as I'd, I'd like us to. <laughs> um, we, we kind of don't get to do the micromanaging of programming and stuff like that so much. So President Breitmeier is really um, the one that's the head of the, the faculty and staff and, and all of that stuff. And they, all of the employees there are, are really entrusted to manage those systems and create programming and stuff. Um, I mean, of course, there are discussions at the, at the top level as far as um, approving ideas, but that gets brought to us sort of in the very beginning. And then again, once they've worked out the systems within it, so we don't get to micromanage. <laughs> Tell me more about yourself, your background, and what you feel would lend itself especially to working with a group of six other individuals and making these policy decisions. Yeah. Um, Well, about myself, I definitely care deeply about this community and um, would like to be a part of the systems that I think have great potential to benefit our community and the people that live here which is why I decided to get involved in the college and um, as well as the Astoria Arts and Movement Center and other and other things that I can get involved in that I think are important, like arts and dancing and other fun stuff. You're an Astoria native. Yes. And you're also a community college graduate. Yes. And I and I still currently take classes at Clatsop Community College, actually. I've been actively enrolled there since I moved back about 10 years ago, just randomly taking um rubber writing class or an art class. I've taken a few of the historic preservation program classes, which are really fun. And I love that program. I think that's a really exciting thing that we are offering now, too. And you bring up a good point that community colleges educate students for careers, but they also educate uh, people who live in a community to just expand their interests. What do you see as the most important role or roles of a community college in our society today? Yeah. I think there's two sort of ways to look at at what's important about what a community college can do. And we look at um, career, job placement, stuff like that. And so, you know, really nailing down and having an efficient transfer degree program that gets students that want to move on to a higher education to where they need to go efficiently and effectively, giving them a foundation of education that they can take with them to wherever they're going. And then also we have the trade school, trade programs, the nursing programs, incredible. I'm sure as everyone knows, the Mertz programs are incredible, historic preservation and hoping to build more on that. Um, so there's that that found edu- you know foundational education that's important um, just for for working in the now like global economy that we're looking at now, and then there's the other part of that which is it, it being a community college and um, 
inspiring your personal growth and being an being an asset, being um, something that anyone has access to, that anyone that wants to decide, you know, when you're 65 that you decide you want to start singing and you can take a choir class or you want to learn how to paint or you want to learn how to fix old windows or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's very diverse. Yeah. For somebody who's never stepped foot on, the, on a college campus, a community college campus before, how would you describe it? Not necessarily Clatsop, but mm-hmm. the community college in general. I love community colleges. Um, they It's great because I feel like you see a diverse age range when you go to generally any community college campus. There are young people, there are older people, some of the instructors are younger than I am. <laughs> some of the students are much older. It's it's uh, it's a, a great way to see sort of the mix of people in the community that are interested in uh, furthering their knowledge, whether academically or just for personal enrichment. What other goals would you see for yourself if you are elected to your first full term? My goals on the board, I think, mostly come down to to wanting to be be of service to the community and be useful in that seat. And and by that, I guess I mean um, being someone that's accessible to other students at the college, someone that can sort of represent a different and unique perspective, someone that always continues my education, but maybe not necessarily with a specific career goal in mind, just because I enjoy learning. And um, so continuing to foster conversations also around bringing up... um, some more arts, some more music programs. I know we had to, you know, the college made a really tough decision. I think it was um, kind of when the economy crashed in around 2011, 2009, something like that, that sort of had to cut a lot of funding for those programs. And I think um, it would be incredible to start to foster conversations about bringing those back into the college, if possible, if the budget would allow it. I know uh, (laughs) something like one third of the faculty were uh, laid off mm-hmm. uh, full-time faculty after those budget cuts that you mentioned. Have any of those positions been restored or those programs? Not that I know of. I mean, we still have, you know, a couple of teachers we've retained in programs doing guitar lessons and some great other um, classes, but essentially performing arts as far as theater and stuff like that is is not actively happening at the college at the moment. Are, are college programs that survive dictated by whether they can produce jobs for the students, for the graduates? That's a really good question. I haven't been on the board to see any programs get cut since I've been there just a short time. So I'm not really sure how that process goes, to tell you the truth, to to end something. But I know that when we look at expanding something, we look at the numbers of graduates and not just the numbers of graduates of programs like at the Mertz campus, but just how many people come through at all, even if they're doing a, you know, a small short certification as opposed to the full program degree and look at those numbers and sort of figure out what's bringing people in and um, how we can be of service to the community the, the most effectively. What could the college do to better serve the needs of our diverse student body, as you mentioned, from 18 to 80, mm-hmm. potentially? Yeah. I think, again, um, bringing in some more of the creative arts and performing arts programs, to me, is is of service to the community. But we have been also doing a lot around um, inclusivity and accessibility at the college. I know it being at the top of a hill can be challenging (laughs) for some people. Parking can be challenging for some people. So we've been looking at different ways to, to, I guess, 
ramp up our diversity and inclusivity um, most recently. Sure. Yeah. And I know actually the college had some challenges around accreditation uh, a number of years ago because of a lack of accessibility for people with physical disabilities. Mm -hmm. So explain what the accreditation process is. You mentioned the college is moving into that. Yeah. Um, well, what I what I do know is that we, you know, they've um, reached out to us. Gosh, it was probably in 2015. And you can you can look on the college's website, and it kind of there's an accreditation section you can sort of look at, and it shows you the notices that we received um, about that throughout the process. And they do a pretty standard review process um, starting in 2019 this year, and then that extends, I think. Once a year, every couple of years for the, you know, they project it out a little bit just to kind of let everyone know, hey, here's the plan and here's what we're going. Um, but the main one for us has been updating our policies, reviewing the policies, updating those. And we do that at every board meeting we go through and and have been working through that for as long as I've been on the board. And probably before I was on the board, they started doing that process, which has been great. You know, even things like, like updating the language to be inclusive and changing the um, pronouns for certain stuff and um, and we have had a committee of people looking at accessibility and stuff like that, too, on campus and addressing those needs. And they've been working working pretty hard at it. So it's exciting. Who are the students at Clatsop? You've talked a little bit about that. And how many are there? Oh, my gosh, I don't actually know the number offhand, to tell you the truth. But I do see a lot of... Um, a lot of young people. There's a lot of people, high school graduates from Astoria High School, Warrington High School, Seaside High School that come through. I see a lot of people my age, actually, in their in their 30s and 40s, either doing continuing education or getting their first degree or maybe wanting to do, um, you know, some sort of trade program there. And And then I do see a range of people that are in their older years, too, either changing careers, too, or who knows what, you know, learning. Well, that's great. That's yeah. one of the many things I love about community colleges. Unfortunately, we are out of time for the first half of the show. I want to thank my first guest, Andrea Mazzarella, for coming into the studio and speaking about her candidacy for election to the Clatsop Community College Board of Directors. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Joan. If you're just joining me, you are listening to a pre-recorded election edition of Perspectives on Coast Community Radio, 91.9 FM Astoria and 89.5 FM Tillamook. I'm Joan Herman. I just concluded an interview with licensed realtor Andrea Mazzarella, who is running for her first full term on the Clutsett Community College Board of Directors. Next up is my interview with challenger Sarah Meyer, an Astoria resident since 1971. Meyer previously owned and ran a local retail business with her husband Chuck in downtown Astoria. She is actively involved with the American Association of University Women and has previously served on the Clatsop College Board and the Astoria School Board. She holds a bachelor's degree in social sciences from the University of Oregon. Welcome to the studio, Sarah. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Tell me why you're running for office to the Clatsop College Board. I really want to be on that board. Um, I've got experience of being in Astoria, of being on the college board a few years ago, and I have the time now, and time is pretty important. Well, for somebody who hasn't served on a board, say a little bit more about that. What what could someone expect to devote? 
The first time I was on the Clatsa Community College Board, I was um, encouraged by some other board members saying, oh, Sarah, it only takes about one hour a month. That was more like a dream of entrapment, I think. <laughs> and what actually happened was we were in the process of trying to decide as a board and as a campus where we should be, what the ideal campus was. We were also starting to have some problems financially. And it ended up taking maybe about 25 hours a month, if not a little bit more, for the reading. And when you're in business and raising kids, I was not the best of board members, but now I have a lot more time, and I want to do it. When was that, Sarah, that you previously served on the board? I worked right in the, I think it was 98 to 2002, okay. or somewhere around that, that boy time. All right. What draws you to the Clatsop College Board rather than, say, some other local government organization? In my hope, an educated community gives back to itself. It is the best site for why we have the democracy. We have people being able to make choices that are in the best interest of the community and the nation. And I think that education is the most important thing that we can provide. What do you see as the most pressing challenges facing the college? Money is always a challenge. And since I really, since Measure 5, when property taxes were instituted by a voter choice back in the 80s, probably late 80s it was, and it started to switch where corporations used to carry about 60% of our taxes that came into the general fund, that was reduced to around 40%. And in order to keep the money coming, it shifted to individuals. And that has hurt us. Do you mean tuition? Not in tuition. I mean in the state general budget and in property taxes for the school districts. When, when your property taxes were limited to 3%, which sounds pretty logical, except if you are a larger corporation and you have property and that's limited and your value goes up, then you, we were able to not have that general fund money locally. And so we had to go to the state to ask for them for giving, getting us more money. And the state didn't have the resources either. So it became more based on individuals versus corporations. Are there specific programs you feel that need to be added to the college or perhaps taken away in light of the job market and the fact that many students go to the college for many different reasons? That is true, that students come to the college for vote, vote certificates, information on improving their job life, and for transferable credits so that they can go on to a four-year degree. What happened many years ago, I mean, there was a time when there were a 1,000 students on campus, and they had what they called a equivalence of like 7,000 humans <laughs> were taking classes. And that, that's a lot of people coming up and down. And yes, Tillamook County has their community college, and so does across the river, so that we have other community colleges that have set up. But we have cut back because of funding dis lacks. We just haven't had the funding. 
and um, we have lost our languages. We have Spanish, but we used to have French. We used to have some fin, you know, teaching. We used to have a full time. I think we had four art instructors, and now Kristen is trying to carry the whole shebang and doing a great job. But it's just overwhelming. We don't have a dean of uh, transfer anymore. We do. We have Tina, but she has to actually has to be carrying a full load plus being the dean, and that constricts what can be done. Um, First, oh, go ahead. I just I have a dream of getting a little bit more coordinated certificates and transferable degrees in the environmental sciences, utilizing the Merch campus more. I wish that we had more transferable credit courses offered, which means we need more instructors. And I know a number of faculty were laid off, what, about 10 years ago now? Yes. Full-time faculty. It was horrid. It was Do you know if they have been hired back at all? Slowly. But so not, some of yes, some of those some, positions, some back, yeah. Okay, I think there was a million dollar cut, like just severed. <laughs> it was it was rough. Yeah, Thanks. if I recall, it was about a third of the full time faculty. Yeah. Um, well, tell me a little bit more about yourself, your experiences, your personality, background that would lend itself to serving on the board. Okay, um, I found that campus life at the University of Oregon was incredibly involving. Um, I worked as, I made a migrant labor project where we went out and we were working in education and health services in the camps here, so I learned a lot. Um, I but worked, that was here? That was at the University of Oregon. That okay. was not here. I would like to get a migrant labor camp going, but anyway, I liked what what I learned at camp at the University of Oregon. And then I went back east. I liked um, being involved in social services. When we came to Astoria in 1971, I ran the orientation program out at Job Corps. I think that that is one of the best poverty programs that has ever been instituted, and it still is that way today. I wanted from coming here in 71, and when I first got on the school board in 76, I believe it was, I wanted to be able to utilize more integration between Job Corps, public schools, and the community college. And that's been an effort ongoing forever. I think that we all need to be more supportive of each other than we are. And did you found the WINGS program? I did not found it. I've been working on it for 14 years out of it, 17 years. And just briefly explain what that is for people who don't know. WINGS is Women Interested in Going to School. It has been a seven, this is our 17th year of a one-day conference where all their staff from the community college give us their time to come in and encourage women to get back to school. We do, do it in a variety of ways, and we, we talk all about the programs and what you need and what support is on campus. What do you see, this is a very general question, but what do you see as the role of the community college in our world today, particularly in our community? I really think that education gives you self-respect, gives you the encouragement to 
make your life as good as you can. Um, I think education is the encourager of quality. I, I guess that's what it is. You get the arts, you get the excitement of physical activity, and you get the brain. Have you taken a class at the college? I have. I've, I love the pottery. I did art history. Um, and those are been in the arts end of it. Yeah, and I know that's the, the arts classes and other uh, enrichment classes like that have been very popular in the community. For somebody who's never stepped foot on a community college campus or our campus, how would you describe it? Well, how it's different from, say, the University of Oregon? Size. You go to a community college and you have the closeness of a faculty member, maybe as few as eight people in a class or as many as 20, 25. That's really maxed. So you get to know your instructor You get to, and the instructor gets to know you. You have a better variety of hours that you can take your classes. Um, I think the size and then where we didn't have anyway, there was not a lot of extra time to take a lot of extra classes because you had to pay so much money to get your education that at you the university you, at the university you got your degrees as quick as you could to get up, get on with repaying your loans. But back then, um, tuition was far cheaper than it is today, and unfortunately, I know that's a way that colleges have tried to. Um, pay their bills, what's your uh, response to, you know, even modest tuition increases? What I would encourage anybody, if they were going to be looking for a four-year or, or more degree, is that you come to community college for two years where you are about a third less in cost than you would be in going to a university. So I... You go there and you get your start with teachers that are going to give you their all, and then you go on. Um, being in debt like kids are today is just horrid. I completely agree with you. Unfortunately, we are out of time. I want to thank my guest, Sarah Meyer, for coming into the studio to speak about her candidacy for the Clatsop Community College Board of Directors in the May 21st election. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you very much for having me. Meyer, a retired small business owner, is challenging licensed realtor Andrea Mazzarella, whom I spoke with earlier in the show, to complete the remaining two years of former board member Patrick Wingard's term. It is too late to register to vote in the upcoming election. Ballots have already been mailed to all registered voters. If you have not received yours, call the Elections Department at 503 503- Three two five eight six zero five. That's five zero three three two five eight six zero five. Ballots must be returned to an official ballot drop box located throughout the county or to the county elections department in Astoria, no later than eight p.m. on Tuesday, May twenty-first. Postmarks do not count. This is Perspectives, and I'm your host, Joan Herman. The show is brought to you in part by a grant from the Clatsop County Cultural Coalition. Perspectives was engineered today by Dylan Hauser-Schalk and Brian Bovenizer. 
The show can be heard on the stations of Coast Community Radio. You also can find show podcasts on the station's website. If you would like to contact me, send me an email to perspectives at coastradio.org. Thanks for listening.